0: Hello, everyone. Happy freaking Friday. (laughs) The weekend is here, baby. I'm excited. Going to get a couple Jack and Cokes in me and get her going. It's going to be fantastic. I'm fired up. Um, So really quick, this is how the old podcast used to start. We're going to be on to a new chapter in the Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk podcast. The next thing that I talk about when this turns off is going to be a new new intro getting it going i'm going to be doing mondays and fridays i might even give you a little tidbit like a 30 minute tidbit on sundays i'm going to be doing weekly pick them games upset of the week lock of the week if you don't follow my instagram at big mouth small words podcast you're a stupid idiot and you made the list of currents. and <laughs> that's that so follow it at Big Mouth, small words podcast, the Instagram. If I can get to 7,000 plays, I will give you merch. We'll get merch. We'll get her going with merch. If I can get to 10,000, 10, plays, I'm going to go live. I'm going to be doing some YouTube shit. You have my word on that. So the more you guys want it, the more you guys are going to get. And I'm excited for the future of this podcast. I hope you are, too. So really quick, I was just going to have this as an intro, but now I really have to really quickly say, does anyone want to hear a freaking joke? Do you? Why well, I don't have a freaking joke for you. The only joke that I saw last night was the Bruins scoring four goals and yet losing three to two. I can't stand the offside calls, how you can... Be playing hockey for forty-five freaking seconds, and then they go. You know what? I think someone might have been offsides by like a freaking little tiny little bit. I can't stand it. Screw that. I hated that they called Krejci disallowed the fourth goal. Unbelievable. So the Bruins keep doing what you're doing. You're fine. They lost four. They lost three to two, but they really shouldn't have. Should have won four to three. So there's that. I had talked about the Patriots before. I just have to say real quick, I'm sorry, don't get pissed. You guys are going to get pissed. I'm not saying the dynasty is over. All right, Ted, Colin, I'm not saying it's over. But Brady throwing no touchdowns, he missed a lot of targets. He's not looking great. And if you listen to his post game press conference, they asked him point blank, How do you feel about the offense? The dude, Crickets, Crickets, dude, there was no, he didn't say anything. And he said, well, we're 6-0. and We're going to try... <laughs> the dude sounded like he didn't give a crap about anything. I know he does. He wants to be the best. He wants to get it going. And hopefully the offense can step it up but it doesn't look great and we have a a hard road ahead of us after this jets week we've got five solid games in a row that are going to be a huge test for the defense and going to be a huge test for the offense i hope patriots do great i hope the Bengals can get one win there's a lot of things i hope i'm leaving all this negativity in the past and we're on to the new big mouth small words let's go Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the most must-hear podcast, Big Mouth, Small Words, Sports Talk. You know where we're going today? M-M-A, baby. That's it. I have neglected MMA for far too long, and it's done. It stops now. I've got a butt-ton of MMA that I need to talk about. I ain't talking about ninjutsu, jujitsu, jitsu any of that shit. I'm talking about fighting. <laughs> Side note Before I even get into anything Duff You better do rough and rowdy buddy We need to cut our promos We need to get the fuck on there and bash them skulls That's, that's first order of business Second order of business MMA Francis Ngannou Gotta talk about him real quick He's a monster In case you guys forgot because You, you might have forgotten him Because this dude hasn't fought in a long time And it's not his fault he has been telling Dana over and over and over again that he wants a fight. He's been tweeting about it aggressively, and I'm kind of into it. I mean, listen, like he's not like doing a McGregor where he's fucking up a lot. He's just a chill dude that wants to bash some skulls, and I think it's upsetting that he doesn't get to. And so this dude, just to explain to him, in case you guys don't know about Francis Ngannou, this dude is built like a a comic book character. He's got muscles on muscles. He's a monster. He's like a good version of Joel Romero. The dude starts in the UFC. He gets four wins in a row. And after he gets four wins in a row, he goes against Arlovsky. They kind of served up Arlovsky. He got torched. He destroys Arlovsky, right? Then he goes against Overeem, and they're like, okay, this is where we're going to see what this guy really has. He uppercutted him into the nether realm Never to be seen again. I mean, he's he's seen sometimes, but Overeem's never been the same. And I don't blame him because he's probably eating crayons. So he's got all this crazy, everyone loves Francis Ngannou. He hits his hard as a truck, all this shit. Then they serve him up to Stripe Miocic. Now, if you don't know Stripe Miocic, he's actually labeled as the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. And I'm going to be talking about him later, but... He's no joke. He's an absolute beast, especially at this point. At this point, he was almost unstoppable. He fights Overeem, first round, pretty good. They both hit some shots, and then, you know, Stripe took him down a lot and just kind of beat the bag out of him. So people were like, oh, well, he lost to Stripe, no big deal. Then he fought Derek Lewis. He loses that fight in a decision. He was gun-shy. He didn't throw enough shots. So Francis and Ngannou, everyone was like, all right, this guy actually sucked. He got lucky shots and whatever. Since that loss to Derek Lewis, this dude on the low has been as hot as Jorge Masvidal, and no one's talking about it. I mean, the dude has got three fights in a row and three KOs, and the longest fight he had was a minute and 11. Understand that. I can eat a Big Mac in the time that it takes him to knock out guys that could destroy my life. <laughs> so he, he knocks out Curtis Blades in like, let's call it 20-something seconds. He knocks out Cain Velazquez in 33 seconds. Cain Velazquez, the guy that smashed Brock Lesnar, the guy that was the next big thing of the heavyweight division, knocks him out in 33 seconds. And then he beats Junior Dos Santos, knocks him out in a minute and 11. And it is craziness. And then you just haven't seen him. I don't know if it's because Dane is afraid. He doesn't want to have him fight a guy that's really, really good again. But he, he already fought two killers. And he destroyed them in less than a minute. So I would say let the guy fight. Biggest reason I'm bringing him up. I don't know if you guys remember Anthony, Anthony Johnson. Anthony Rumble Johnson. That dude was a murderer. He was smashing the light heavyweight division. Smashing them. He was beating every single person that wasn't named Daniel Cormier or John Jones. Everybody else were getting these hands, and that was it. He goes in like a wild animal, throws hands, throws caution to the wind, and he knocks people out, or he loses. One or the other. Love it. Always into it. He took a couple of years off because he was burnt out of the sport and you know, I can imagine it gets a little tedious living that kind of lifestyle. Well, he starts tweeting now that, well, I found something that might entice me to come back to fighting. And it's I want to fight Francis Ngannou. If you don't get a raging Ngannou or a raging Rumble in your pants right now, then you don't like fighting and you shouldn't be listening to me. Because Anthony Rumble Johnson versus Francis Ngannou equals big time KO Big time brain damage. Big time. Pat Kearns got to see this shit. Unbelievable. I would pay buku bucks to watch that fight, even though it's probably going to last one minute. (laughs) But it'd be a great minute. It's like my sex life. No, (laughs) it's not. But seriously, ridiculous fight. Ridiculous fight. Have to see it. Want to see it. Don't worry, guys. I tweeted both of them. Along with Roy Nelson, where I told Roy Nelson that he was fat and I'm going to slap him. So be sure to know that fight's going to happen. It's not announced yet, but I'm announcing it right now on Big Mouth Small Words. Sports Talk, that fight is going to happen hopefully in December. I'm going to even call it December. I'm going to call it that. Um, Speaking of December, look at the way I'm rolling things into one to another. Fedor Emelianenko used to be the bee's knees, used to be the man. The greatest heavyweight of all time. And he's fighting Rampage Jackson, one of the greatest light heavyweights of all time. December 29th, Bellator. Normally, I would just be like, that stop. They're both very old. I mean, Chael's lost to Rampage has lost to Chael Sonnen at this point. So that lets me know he's he's on the cheeseburgers now. He's not on the training anymore, which I don't blame him, dude. I would have done the same thing. Fedor still got the quick hands, but he doesn't have the chin. He's made a glass. The only reason I'm into this fight is because it's in Japan. And I have a heart and a soul. <laughs> and I've watched fighting for a long time. I'm 30 years old. I've probably watched fighting half my life. And I remember them fighting in pride. I remember... You know, the Vandalay Silvas, the Fedor, the Rampage, Mirko Krokop. All these guys were just dominant in pride. And it's going to be super cool to see Fedor fight Rampage in Japan, even though they're both over the hill. And even though that fight, it may not be. But listen, you know why the fighting was so good back in the day? Because people weren't as good. I know that sounds stupid, but it's the truth. The the less you know, the more it's all about heart and not skill. And heart is way better to watch than skill. It's the reason that people hate the Patriots because the Patriots have skill and they just trounce all these other teams. Whereas some of these other teams are gritty. They got heart. It don't matter. I'm telling you, in these fights back in the day, you had guys like Pete Sell. You had guys... That Like Robbie Lawler That were just going in there to fight To throw down Ken Shamrock They threw caution to the wind There is no more caution to the wind Now everybody's trying to take each other down And hump each other Until the, the referee says Alright I've seen enough of this humping So alright rant over <laughs> But I'm into that fight I'm going to break down that fight at some point Certainly not today But maybe sometime in the future I will break down that fight What do, what do I got here? Israel Adesanya, does anyone know who the hell he is? I do. And I'll tell you right now, I can finally say on this podcast that I believe that he's for real. I watched a lot of his fights. I didn't think he was fighting people that were worth it. He did fight Anderson Silva, but keep in mind, Anderson Silva is far out of his prime. I still think Anderson Silva is the greatest fighter that's ever lived, MMA wise, but What I respected about him in that fight is that he never went for the takedown. He stood with him the entire time. They traded big, crazy, winging shots. And you know what? He could have got caught, but he was confident enough in himself to actually stand with Anderson and trade. And I respected that immediately about him. I thought it was a great fight. I thought it was good for the fans. And I think this kid gets it. The way that he comes off, the way that he talks himself. Chill Sonnen had a good... He knew what he was doing. He he was not the best fighter and he was never going to be the best fighter, but he was going to tell you he was the man. He was going to eat T-bone steaks and lift barbell plates and he was going to be sweeter than a German chocolate cake. He had the gift of gab. He had the gift of jab and he knew how to talk and he got people invested in him and he sold out shows. Israel Adesanya is that next big star. For the UFC, he's that next breed, and we've been starved for it. We had McGregor, but he is so fucked at this point. He just, you know, I'm not gonna be wasting my time for the, waiting at the end of the rainbow for the leprechaun anymore. I want now. I want a new fighter, a new breed, and that's what I've gotten Israel Adesanya. If I can ever pronounce his name, try saying that five times fast. But I think he's fantastic. He beat Anderson Silva. He then fought Kevin Gaslam. That He should have knocked him out. Kevin gaslin has got a fucking chin. I'll tell you that right now. Um, and then his last fight against Whitaker was just, the. it was the balls. They both went in there. There was not one, and Robert Whitaker is a, is a fucking machine. And he could not touch Adesanya. He got him a couple times with some winging shots. I know Adesanya's got the reach, but I'm telling you right now. There was not a moment in that fight where he was nervous. There was not a moment in that fight where he felt he didn't back up. He wanted it. He wanted everything that Whitaker had. And then he just knocked him out what he felt like in the second. I truly believe that. He was waiting. He wanted the highlight knockout. He waited for it. I think he could have finished him earlier if he wanted to. Unbelievable stuff. Um, and at this point, you you look around and you go, shit, what's next for this kid? I mean, he's beaten a lot of guys that are that are worth it for him. And John Jones will let you know. He'll let you know what he thinks. He's been all over Twitter calling him a bitch, saying that he's a punk, that he could never touch what John Jones has done. And I mean, he's probably right about a few things. I don't think Israel Adesanya is going to hit a pregnant lady and then flee the scene. He's probably not going to do a bunch of cocaine and fuck up his entire life. So, you know, he might be right about uh, those things. But as far as fighting, sir, John. You're not the guy you used to be, man. And you keep talking. And listen, you look great. The dude looks ripped. Hopefully ripped enough with USADA. Hopefully he doesn't fuck that up. But it wouldn't be the first time. But he just is not the same guy. And you're calling out a dude that looks like you used to look. I'm not impressed because I feel like it's a little desperate at this point from John Jones. He's not super impressive anymore. Um, and I'm alone and by the way I know a lot of people think John Jones is the tits I don't I think he's a bag of dicks and I think that if he fought this guy he's getting knocked out of course he's gonna have the strength advantage but if if Israel had a sign he moves up in weight ha good luck buddy you'd get spin kicked into the fucking next dimension and I would love it so suck at John Jones what do we got next what do we got You know what? A guy that hates John Jones as much as me, Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier versus Stripe Miocic. I don't know if there's a date on this, but I wrote it down, so maybe there is. I know Daniel Cormier said if he was going to come back, he was going to fight Stripe. For this would be the third time. The first time they fought, I will admit to you. Now, I love Daniel Cormier, but I will admit to you. I thought the first fight was a fluke. They both had their fair share of shots in the first round. And it ended up turning out that Cormier caught him, knocked him out. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe that he knocked out Um, And yeah, so that happened. And then they ended up fighting again. And Cormier began to prove me wrong. He walked him down the whole first round, smashing him, hitting him, picked him up, slammed him. He kicked his ass. Daniel Cormier kicked Stripe Miocic's ass in the first round. And then the second round, he kicked his ass again. In the third round, he kicked his ass again. And then in the fourth round, I think he he a little too much out of the tank. A little too much out of the tank. You're not a young man anymore, Cormier. A little too much out of the tank, and then Miochik started just cranking him to the body, and those body shots eventually wore on him, and they cracked him in the head, and straight Miochik knocked him out. I love the idea of this first, this this third fight. There's not a lot of trilogies in general. You don't get a lot of trilogies in MMA because MMA is not fake. I love the WWE. I think it's cool. I like wrestling, but it's all, it's all made up. So obviously you're going to get the best of everything because it's not real to have a trilogy in MMA is nearly impossible because all these things have to happen in a storybook kind of way in order for you to get what you want and shit, it it happened. And where, what does this last fight mean? Because Cormier was making the case that he was one of the greatest of all time and you know, at first I kind of laughed at it and then I looked into it and I said, you know, he he could be. I mean, he's got a a, a butt ton of wins. The only guy that had ever beaten him before Stripe was John Jones twice. The second fight that John beat him, he was on roids, so that didn't count. So he'd really only lost one fight. That's pretty fucking impressive. And uh then he lost to Stripe Miochik and I'm telling you, Daniel Cormier is a monster. He's an absolute monster. And this would be huge for his legacy. To be able to fight for the heavyweight title one more time and to beat a guy like Stripe Miocic would change everything for Daniel Cormier. I think he could be considered, I think no matter what, he's going to be considered one of the greatest of all time. But this would really solidify that for him. Stripe Miocic... You knock out Cormier, you're for sure one of the best heavyweights of all time. Not a doubt in my mind. So this fight is more about legacy than anything. And at the end of the day, that's what these guys care about. So I'm excited to see it. I'm not even going to give you a freaking prediction. I'll give you a prediction at some point in my life. Not today. Lastly, in MMA news. Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz. I'm going to get real in depth on this fight later on. It's not, it's kind of around the corner, but not really. It's November. So, listen, I've got a wedding. I can't get into it now because I'm going to miss my wedding next weekend if I start talking about this because it gets me amped up, all kinds of amped up. This is what you love about fighting. This is what you love about MMA. It's fantastic. So... Masvidal versus Nate Diaz for the BMF belt. The bad motherfucker belt. I love it. It's the best. I'm into it. You've got Jorge Masvidal. He's a striker. He's also a wrestler. That A lot of people forget that he's a really good wrestler, but he is. It's 5'11", 170. Nate Diaz, all about the jujitsu. He can also strike. The dude can box his way out of anything. Straight jab, legitimate. Six feet 170. These guys are nearly identical. They're both tough motherfuckers. We know that, but we don't know who the baddest one is. Now, Masvidal has had a really good career, but it's not he never had that moment of like, I'm the fucking man. And here's the thing. He beats. Cowboy Cerrone And you're thinking Here it is Second round Beats Cerrone That's big time This is gonna be his time And then he loses To Damian Maia And then he loses To Wonderboy Thompson Now those guys Are beasts But he's You know He loses the decisions And It's just I don't know It's rough for him and, And you feel for him then he fights Darren Till, and honestly, it felt like the UFC was serving up Masvidal for like an exit. Like, all right, you're going to get fucked up by Till. They even put it in his, in his, in his home country. They, they put everything against Masvidal, and he proceeded to go in there and knock him the F out in the second round. Just a brutal, fantastic knockout. Beats Darren Till. No one believed that could happen. He's getting in fights in the backstage area. Because he's he's fucking ready. He's like, I'm a beast. Let me be a beast. Let's go. So, after the Darren Till knockout, you're like, okay. masvidal has got a little bit left. But I don't know how, how much he really has left. Then he fights Ben Askren. And he knocks him out in five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. That's how long it took for him to go across the cage and knee him into an oblivion. One of the coolest knockouts I've ever seen. I feel for Ben Askren. Good for him for how he took it, too. He didn't run to Rousey. He just took it like a man, and and he was like, hey, this happened. Masvidal, at that point, was the hottest thing in MMA. Did he deserve it? No, I don't think so. I mean... Connor didn't deserve it at the time either, though. So, Brock Lesnar didn't deserve a title shot. It's not about who deserves it, it's about momentum. Are you getting it going? Are you getting people interested? That's what made MMA great before, and that's what's doing it now. Nate Diaz comes back. Nate Diaz never had the best record, but it doesn't. Matter Like I told you about Chael Sun You don't got to win every fight You just have to have something about you That gets people to give a shit And everybody gives a shit about Diaz He lost a fight to Dos Anjos in 2014 In 15, he beats Johnson In 16, he has the biggest win of his career He beats Conor McGregor When Conor McGregor was the hottest thing in the world Second round, chokes him out Then he fights McGregor again He loses a decision that fight could have went either way. I get why they gave it to Connor because he was the cash cow. But it could have went either way. He takes a little bit of a layoff. A couple years. Takes it off. Comes back. Fights a killer, in an Anthony Pettis. And he wins. He won in a decision. He, he did kind of take that fight a little light, a little easy. But he showcased his skills. He did the right thing, the smart thing. And he won. And what makes Nate Diaz Nate Diaz is that he gets on the microphone after that fight and says, they say, well, what's next for you? He could have said anything. So, oh, you have belt, this, that. I'm going to make up a belt called the bad motherfucker belt. I'm going to call out the guy that just knocked out Ben Askren in five seconds. That's a baller move. That's a bad motherfucker move. And that is a me spending $60 big time to watch that fight. And I think there's a lot of good fights on that card. I'm not going to go over the whole thing now. But Masvidal 34 and 13 legit. Diaz 21 and 11. Legit. These guys are bad motherfuckers. I don't know who the hell is going to win. I'm excited to watch it. Should be a good fight. That's going to be it for MMA, I think. That yeah. I think we did it. <laughs> I think we got a lot out of here and uh Yeah, that's what we're going to do with MMA. There could be more. I don't know yet. I'm going to wait. I'm putting this shit out on Friday. I'm giving you Mondays and Fridays to the best that I can. I'm going to try to be giving you guys two podcasts a week. Is it going to happen? No. Maybe. (laughs) We'll see. But maybe another segment. Maybe not. If not, love you guys. Thanks for the support. If there is, bonus, click.